So what's up? Let's see, uh, the other week I got, uh, I went up to Boston to get some legal weed, uh... Let's go. Uh, let's see, I... Uh, what else did I do? Um, uh, I've been playing a lot of Evil Genius 2. Uh, I've heard good things. It's pretty alright. I think it's a little too simplified compared to the first one, but overall it's an improvement. Uh, especially just, like, style-wise, there's less casual racism, there's, uh, more fun Saturday morning cartoon villain stuff. Uh, the gameplay is pretty good. I, I like building my base. I actually, I actually, uh, spent all night last night just finishing a campaign, and I started a new one a little bit before we started recording. Nice. Yeah. What have you I, been up uh, to? What have I been up to? I've been getting back into Gungeon. Uh, just kind of like a thing to like, not really a thing I'm like actively trying to like finish anymore. I would like to beat the, I, I would like to beat the, the sixth stage that I can't remember the name of. Um, but I, 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 I'm just kind of having fun with it and that's been nice. Um, I've been watching a shitload of anime cause you know, tis the season. Mm-hmm. I got vaccinated a few weeks ago. Oh, fuck yeah. Me too. Uh, uh, how was for you? Uh, my arm was sore, but I, I, I made it through. I'm, uh, in a week, I have to get my, uh, a week from yesterday, I have to get my second shot. And then, uh, a couple of weeks after that, after both of us have become fully vaccinated, I'm going to visit my, I'm going to visit girlfriend of the show, Neve, uh, in Boston. And that's going to cool. be very nice to do. Yeah. Uh, I actually headed up to Boston because I got fully vaccinated. I live in a building that's like got a lot of like elderly people in it and they've they had like a thing set up so you could sign up and just get your injections that's that rules yeah uh very good on my my end uh and then you went up to boston got yourself some of that some of that legal sticky icky yes exactly some of that kind kush that's over that's that's uh within that's within the dotted lines Mm -hmm. exactly and next month we'll have to start prepping for uh, the cup of greed uh, for for uh, pot of greed. That's gonna be oh fun. hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, last year was pretty good. I think this year will be even better because now that we're in GX, we're like expanding how many cart, what kinds of cards people can use. What if it was Yu-Gi-Oh GF? Hmm. That feel when Yu-Gi-Oh! GF. That feel when Yu-Gi-Oh! GF. Stupid. Honestly, all I do these days is smoke weed and, and watch Columbo. Like, I don't really have much to report. That I've never thought of that combination. I'll have to consider it. I, I mean, to be fair, I smoke weed and do a lot of things, but the predominant amount of my time lately has been smoking weed and playing and watching Columbo. everyone it's your number one uh anti-capitalism podcast uh that's true this episode as it has been for the previous 202 i'm sarah and i'm joined this week by friend of the show dan silva aka mike dawson aka big challenges the sanrio alligator welcome to the show hi uh yeah it it's been an honor i i'm really excited about this one like i've i i heard about this movie several years back well, not several, like a year or two back. Uh, do you follow uh, Bees My God, uh, Biaka yes, Burner? I'm, yes, I'm a big fan of Bees My God. Yeah. Uh, we love, uh, a ghost story was once my recommendation on this very podcast. Cool. Uh, yeah, so they, as 
you know, and I don't know if our our listeners know, uh, they, uh, B has like this, uh, PDF for patrons called Shitty 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 Garbage, (laughs) which is a collection of, uh, bad movie reviews, and the stuff was in it, and it sounded extremely promising. I have missed like two opportunities to watch it with a group. And now that I can talk about it on a podcast, I'm finally glad to uh, get a motivation to watch it. Okay, hell yeah. And the stuff was one of them? Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, this is, this This was a pretty, I feel like I am having a hard time digesting, because I, I, like, I literally just finished the movie, and then like I took care of a dish and then hopped onto this call, so I'm still, if you'll pardon the pun, digesting it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that I liked it. I felt like a genuine sense of dread about it in a way that I really was not expecting going in. Like I knew the I knew the base. Like like I I was familiar with 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 Goosebumps Monster Blood going in, so I I, I knew like the base concept of it. Um, but I uh was just kind of very pleasantly surprised by this movie. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh. The acting in this is pretty fun and wild. Uh, there are some characters in it. Uh, the stuff, of course, is the main character. And boy, do I love the stuff. Uh, would you eat the stuff? Uh, like, I, I want to be principled and say no, but the entire time I was watching it, I was joking about how badly I need the vaccine because I just want to slurp up that cum stuff. And uh, and so I don't know if I... If it, on paper, my answer is no. In person, if I've been as sexually starved as I have been over the past year, <laughs> maybe. I guess it is kind of cum, huh? It is cum! Did you, There's all, like multiple the splooge sound effects. They Like, they are constantly doing like the... <laughs> Like the fucking sound you would get with like squirting a mayo bottle. It's a hundred percent cum. Yeah. There are multiple uh stuffed bukake scenes in this. Oh uh, yeah, the stuffed bukake's the shit out of some people in this movie. <laughs> so we, we open in this this Antarctica, I guess, kinda of, it it or not Antarctica. It I, I just call it Antarctica because in my head I was just like I, the, I I saw the opening part of this movie and I was like oh yeah this is the this is just like the thing yeah and so I was like oh Antarctica and it's just like some some guy in a cowboy hat being like oh I'm a, I'm eating this stuff that just came out of the ground but it's really quite delicious oh you gotta try this buddy <laughs> and he hands it to his buddy and then we like <clears throat> I, I I like this I, I genuinely like like the hard cut here from like them discovering the stuff and then we get a hard cut to like a, a sexed up commercial for it oh yeah. Um, I really appreciate the speed at which it takes us into, like, like, this movie spends so little time dither, this movie does not spend a single second in a world without the stuff in it. Like, we don't, the inciting force is the very first thing on the movie, and then we're just off to the races. And I really kind of appreciate, I I really appreciate that. Like, I don't want that in all of my movies, obviously, but, like, being able to just, like, the the fact that it just starts with that and then hard cuts to being in a stuff-filled world, I thought that was, I I thought that was neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a fun examination of like you know consumerism. Uh, I enjoyed. Uh, let's see. So yeah, uh, I think next we see like this kid. His name's Jason. He like gets up fr- from bed and he sees like he's like going through his fridge and he sees the stuff moving. Yeah, he sees the stuff. He like tips over a container of the stuff, and he sees the stuff like sw- swirl back into its place. And I have to say that like one of the things that really impressed me the most about this movie is that like when I see practical effects being done, like I can very I can normally tell like like how they manage to get a thing to work. Like, but when you're dealing with a liquid, like it's almost always solid bodies. The fact that they're the practical effects that they're doing to make the stuff like just kind of ooze and squirm all over the place. It's really cool. Like I, I, I don't exactly know what they're doing, but I like it. The scene in particular that sticks out to me is the one when uh, Jason tries to flush the, the stuff. Down. Oh yeah. When, he, when Jason flushes the stuff down the toilet, you can kind of see it. Like it's like, I, I would out. probably stop. Yeah. Probably stop motioning, climbing its way out. But it, it, I, it just looks neat. They did a really good job working yeah. with the goop. Oh, uh, 
Oh, they're on a boat. There's yeah, a big like yeah. boat scene where the entire thing is recorded with ADR, and it's a bunch of ice cream uh, conglom like a bunch of ice cream CEOs. It's big ice cream convening to destroy the the, the liberal agenda of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got this corporate spy they're hiring named uh, Mo Rutherford. Uh, at least he calls himself Mo. Uh, his quote is his name is David. Oh yeah, his real name is David. Uh, he just, I guess that's his, pers- that's his, uh, spy-sona. Uh. <laughs> Here's my spy-sona. Um, he's just a, he's just a. F- this is, this is his Jerry-sona. <laughs> Jerry, Gary, and Mary. Uh, yeah, he, he looks. He goes, he has, like, this little, like, I don't know, ad, I guess, where he's like, well, they call me Mo, because when, when I get stuff from my friends, I always want Mo. And that really reminded me of, um, did you see that thing from a couple of months ago when League of Legends was doing their KDA thing again? Hmm. Um, and they had one of the, one of the fictional League of Legends characters show up on Genius, like what the, the Genius YouTube channel of like one of those lyrics explained videos. Uh-huh. Did not know about and this. Uh, you, <laughs> it's, I highly recommend you seek it out just because it is an, incre- it's just incredible incredibly strange like i i i am a i am a long time consumer and player of league of legends i'm not above this it's just it feels so weird in a way i can't put into words but if, if you yeah so it's going to be kda more official lyrics and meaning verified thank you genius for doing that but it's just the the they, they call me mo because i always want more of it it just sounded like a a description that someone gave uh, someone, someone gave for that video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an extremely specific reference. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll have to see this at some point. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think like the next thing is like, they talk, he's like talking, a, like part of his, a big thing in this movie is like Moe's investigation of the stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And like, like first off, like everyone who like uh, in the FDA who got who got paid off to approve of the stuff is like missing or on vacation, uh, and so he's got to like investigate that. He's got this like lab. I don't know if like he was in a. St- they're like they're trying to reverse engineer the stuff. They're trying to figure out what makes it tick, and they can't quite figure it out. Right. And there's they explain the law that lets Coca Cola have a secret formula, which may or may not include crack cocaine. Right. Right. I'm trying to figure so, out what happens next. Like, there's a bunch right, of investigative um, stuff. Uh, we also get we also get a bunch of stuff of Bo- Bobby the kid. What's his yeah, name? Jason. Bill- Jason, God, I was not even fucking close. I swear to God, I paid attention to this movie. I'm just really bad at character names. Oh, same. I didn't realize he was Jason until like two thirds of the way through. We get a lot of stuff of Jason at home, like interacting with his family, who is like absolutely gone off the stuff. Like as soon as we meet them, yeah. Um, like constantly we see, like we see him be like, "Oh, hey, I don't want to eat the stuff," and then he tries to like tell them not get them to not eat it by insisting that it's like rotten or something. And then his entire family just starts to eat it as an own on him. And and then he's like, oh, no, I don't want that. And he, like, smacks it out of their hands and runs away to go to the grocery store and cause problems on oh, purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that part that part's great. Like, he just he just goes around destroying Yeah, he, he runs in the grocery stuff. store and we get, like, a two-minute... We get, like, a fucking two-minute uh, sequence of just him going full supermarket sweep on every single thing of the stuff he can find and just obliterating it. Yeah. And um, like I, I don't know what their solution would have been for it, but I do, I do like uh, how empty all of the containers of the stuff look like when they're on the how how empty the containers all look when they're on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Like when right. they're set, like when they're set into motion, you can very much tell that they're that they're not empty. And I just, I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, in his investigation. Uh. Oh. Uh. Hang on. I. I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to decipher my notes. I've got here, uh, what? Question marks. Why did he punch that guy? Question marks. This kid's eyes look weird. 
Ooh, I can't. I I can't. I unfortunately cannot bat, work backwards from those ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So when Mo, Mo when Mo has his experience with the guys at the lab, he he's like, well, that seems unfair that the Coca Cola company can hide those things, and the guys say, take it up with the DEA, and so he does. He goes to visit a DEA guy. Oh right, right. Uh, he goes to visit a DEA guy with a dog, and the DEA guy is like, yeah, I'm sorry, but and t- if there's a I need to see a reason to not approve it. I can just, if I didn't, and I didn't see it such a reason, so I approved this stuff. Anyways, you go on. I'm about to have some fun with my delightful dog, Major, here, and he's definitely not going to cause any accidents and get sent to a farm off uh, upstate. Oh, yeah. I, while Mo's, like, looking around in there, he finds, like, this room that's just got a whole bunch of, like, uh, containers of the stuff stacked around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, like, he, like, leaves and does more investigating stuff, and we get this scene of, like, the DEA guy just getting attacked by his dog. It doesn't look very threatening, but... The thing is that, like, we get, like, this close-up shot that's, like, uh, of, like, not... It, it's of the dog, but it's, like, obviously not actually the dog, and, like, there is, like, the stuff coming out of its throat. Yep. And then we and then we cut back to a slightly wider shot of uh, the DEA guy getting attacked by the dog, but you can very clearly tell that the dog is just, like, licking peanut butter <laughs> off the guy's face. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> it's cute. I love it. Mm. Um... I love dog actors. Another thing, another thing Mo does in his attempt to solve the mystery of the stuff is to walk into a place where they're shooting uh, the stuff commercial and then immediately just act like he's in charge and be like, hey, sh- hey can- to pause everything. I got to talk to you about your career. Uh, take a- take five, everyone. Uh, go-, go-, go to your trailers. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, yeah. And the commercial, it- it's like these women feeding each other the stuff. Uh, I don't remember the name of this, like, PR lady or advertiser. Nicole? Yeah, okay. Yeah, Nicole is, like, she's, like, responsible for all the advertising for the stuff that she's, in part, responsible for making it as big as it is. Uh, and I, I'm not really sure what Mo actually learns from her, but she joins up with them later. Yeah, we get, we get, she, she joins the party. She, yeah. We, we get her. And we also get uh, Char- Charlie Hobbs, oh, aka Chocolate Chip Charlie. Yeah. Uh, who who he shows up, he shows up in this movie, and then ten minutes later he's gone from the movie, only to show up again for the last five minutes, only to die in those last five minutes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, right. So like the FDA, the DEA guy told. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. He he shows back up, experiences a macro aggression, and then dies in. Oh, in, yeah. Dies in those five minutes. That's about. Yeah, that about describes it. Uh, yeah. He uh, Mo has to go to like this town called Stata or something, uh, and it's just completely abandoned. Like, there's two people in the entire town. One is like a gas station attendant, and the other is a guy who works at the post office. Uh, and also like. When Chocolate Chip Charlie shows up, uh, and he shows up trying to, like, punch Mo because he's not sure what's going on. He does a lot of punching during this period of time where he's in the movie. Chocolate Chip Charlie shows up, like, the gas station attendant just runs into some bushes. He's just gone. It's, it's so weird. I love it. Uh, yeah, they... He t- Chocolate Chip Charlie's like, yeah, I don't know how they did it, but, like, they got every single one of my, everyone I trusted with stock in my company, they just, they just got them to, like, do whatever they could to just sell it to them. I- I'm completely ruined. Uh, and he's got an address, and it's the post office address. Uh, the post office guy is like, I don't remember what he says, but like, they talk with him a bit, he goes off into a room, and they, like, break in, uh, and while they're, like, doing that, this guy, like, a whole bunch of stuff comes out of his throat, he, like, lies down, the stuff comes out, uh, and they, I don't, I think they, they, they realize something's wrong, like, maybe they see the stuff or something, and they, like, have to run away, they get attacked by some dudes who just completely fall apart when they punch them. Like, they... Yeah, they fucking... They fucking blow the 
fuck up. It's great. I love watching these dudes crumble. Yeah, these dudes are completely hollow. Uh, yeah, everyone went to Midland, Georgia, which is, uh, the next, which is where uh, Mo's gonna head next. Also, like, he gets, he runs into, like, the lab and they give him this newspaper article that says kid fucking loses his shit at the grocery store because of stuff. He says, you know what? I'm gonna find this kid. Uh, and I think then we get, like, the best part of the movie. It's like, the, it's like this, this kid is, like, being intimidated by his family, who are just full of stuff. Uh, like... Oh, just absolutely stuffed, absolutely stuffed to the gills with that cum ice cream. Yeah. Uh, like... Just absolutely gooshing from, from the, from stuff. They've replaced all their regular groceries with stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do truly love that shot of like him walking in to seeing like just the 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 trash can full of like ripe groceries. Mm-hmm. I do, and then just like he turns the corner, and there's just, like a bag of stuff there, and then his family is like, "Hey, Jason, eat this stuff." Yeah, and like I I I like how they're acting. Like Jason straight up says it. They act like they're people in a commercial advertising right. the stuff. It's great. Right, because his mom says, like, I've lost five pounds just from eating the stuff, and I've never felt better. And he's like, why are you talking like you're in a commercial? And, like, I think that this movie, like, really hits, like... I think this scene is, like, genuinely scary in a way that the rest of the movie... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, not that the rest of the movie isn't scary, but it's this is scary in a way that the rest of the movie is not tapping into. Like, this, this... <clears throat> I don't know. I think just, like, Jason seeing, like, his world turn to this weirdness around him and just, like, ever knowing that things aren't quite right, I think there's a real good horror to that. I yeah. think it's really potent. Mm. Yeah, just, like, you wake up one day and, like, your family and neighbors are all just, uh, they've become walking advertisements for, I don't know, like, I'm gonna say Soylent. Lululemon. Lululemon, <laughs> or uh, uh, Mary Kay, mm-hmm. or uh, I, I'm wondering if this is saying. I'm wondering if this movie is saying anything about consumerism. Yeah, yeah. He, they like they're like here, Jason. Go up to your room and eat a big bowl of the stuff. And yeah. he like pours it on the toilet. That's the thing I talked about earlier. Where yeah. like the the cool t- the cool stop motion goop effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes downstairs and like, oh boy, so delicious! I uh, I can't. I, I'm gonna have another cup of the stuff just to keep on my just to keep by my bedside. Yeah. And I don't want to like cinema sins this. I just like I thought it was funny how he like he repeatedly explicates that he has not eaten any of the stuff and is like faking it the whole time. But he is sure just putting a spoon filled with the stuff into his mouth. He's very no, good at faking it. However, he's doing it. He he filled it with shaving cream. Oh yeah, I'm so I'm I can I got confused with the later scene when he's like faking eating the stuff in front of his in front of the the cop at the with the pulled over truck. Right, right. I got I got my wires crossed. Oopsies. He did cool. he did do the shaving cream trick though. That is right. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Uh. He. He uh, filled his he filled it with shaving cream and the cheat hair. Uh. He. Uh, yeah, so he, he, like, eventually, like, they're just going full hostile on him, so he has to, like, run away, and Mo shows up just in time to save him, and then he throws up in the car because he ate shaving cream. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't love it. I, I, I can't blame him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they go to, they get on this private jet, it's like... Mo, Nicole, and Jason, uh, they're gonna go to Midland, Georgia. They fly over there. They leave Jason behind in the plane. But then, uh, but then the stuff man, the stuff monster eats the plane. He eats the guy, eats the pilot, and then threatens to eat him. So he has to fucking hot foot it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mo and Nicole are like at this basically stuff factory. Uh, it's, yes, it's got like these. It's got those, like, big oil towers just filled with stuff. Uh, they run into, like, a foreman, and, like, Nicole's using this cover story of, like, oh, we're probably gonna film a commercial here. Uh, and... And 
I think Mo's just like constantly taking photos, just to, like annoy him. Uh, the the foreman. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, we eventually cut back to. Uh, we cut back to like Jason, who's like found this cave, and he it he finds like the mines, the mine where the stuff was originally found. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They find like the big, like the big, the the big fields of the 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 stuffy oil fields. I my my notes pick back up around when they go to the hotel and that dude gets blasted with cum. Yeah, that's about what happens next. Like, there's like this one line where like Mo explains, yeah, uh, a lot of people basically if you eat the stuff, you it takes over your brain, but uh, some people are more susceptible to it than others. And then they go to the hotel. Uh, yeah. They go to the hotel. Mo and Nicole share a bed. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they wake up in the middle of the night because they've been attacked. They're being attacked by the stuff. Yes. Uh, like the pillow is full of stuff. And so is the mattress. There's this big s- stuff bukake here. It's fucking oh, incredible. Yeah. The, the, the mattress is just stuffed to the gills with, with, with stuff cum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in, like, a panic, uh, Nicole lights it on fire, and it turns out this works. Uh, they eventually set fire to the whole hotel. Like, also, like, part of the tension yeah, they is... Yeah, the, they just burn the entire fucking thing to the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the stuff hates fire. There's, like, this whole tension during this scene, because, like, uh, Mo's getting suffocated by a wad of stuff uh, and like has to be lit on fire to get it off while this was happening. Like uh, Jason got like in a, one of those oil truck things. And I guess he was trying to hide, but then he got locked in. Uh, He's stuck in there. Uh, And conveniently, uh, Mo and Nicole are following one of these trucks and they get to like, the stuff quarry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the stuff just naturally comes out of the earth. Also yeah, like, just... this is like part of the thing with the advertising. Like it says no artificial ingredients. It naturally, it, it's like weed it naturally, naturally go- comes out naturally of the ground. Forth. Yeah. Uh, also like when it oozes around, it looks like there's like figures in it. It's, it's weird. Like they're not, they don't look like anything. They just... It looks creepy and weird. I love it. Uh, Mo disguises himself as a worker. He ties some, like, C4 around his ankles and, like, plants explosive charges along the rock wall. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on a sneaking mission. Uh, he goes on a sneaking style mission. Yeah. It's great. As they're, like, as he like he's, like, going around, he finds, like, Jason, who... Uh, who is, like, trying to get out. I think, like, yeah, at this point, like, there's, they're, like, filling up the, the, uh, oil truck thing with stuff, so. With stuff, and, and little, and little baby boy Jason is hiding in there. Yeah. And the next, like, 20 minutes of screen time, not 20, but, like, the next 20 minutes of movie, whenever Jason is on screen, he's just having a conversation with the stuff, because, like, the, what happens is they, they start to fill up the tank with stuff, but before it, like, gets to a capacity where it would, there would be no way for it to exist in the tank without touching him, I, I, Mo steals the tanker and drives off with it. Yeah. After, do, after doing a sneaking style mission and being a, being a snarky little fucker about it. Yeah. Um, and so he, and so Jason is just staring down the, the stuff blob in the, in the, trailer and it's it's a very fun scene and uh he's just like well come on fucking hit me you're gonna kill me which is i appreciate how strong i i uh a appreciate how how gutsy this child is b appreciate the fact that this scene pissed the pissed pissed roger ebert the hell off wait really okay so here's a quote from roger ebert ebert as a basic plot, this never quite works. The stuff isn't represented in a dramatic way. It looks like the ready whip that ate the world. And there are distracting glitches, like the scene where the kid is trapped inside the tank trunk, and we can see the stuff coming after him, even though there's no plausible light source. Okay. Like, like I know just last week I complained about a movie not being dark enough, but also, like, sometimes 
diegetic is not the necessity. Like sometimes you don't need to make this diegetic, and I, pre- <laughs> but I, I appreciate Roger Ebert like shitting his pants about that. Cinema sending <laughs> it. Yeah. So, like, as they escape, like Mo explains, well, if if all of those workers are controlled by the stuff, so are the cops. So don't trust the cops. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because they get pulled over, they get pulled over because they got a they got a dangling hose, and Mo is like, uh, "Am I gonna get arrested for indecent exposure?" <laughs> but he also does tell Jason, "Hey, fuck the cops. Never trust the cops. Only your fist will help you." Yeah, they like like this this cop just fucking like he's like pointing a gun at him, uh, forces them out. Uh, they eventually are able to like trick him by uh, running over to the. Uh, the leaked out stuff, the the stuff that's leaked out, and pretend to eat it. So he just comes over and starts eating it off the ground with them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he just starts. He just starts slurping it. They manage to get away from the cop. Uh, they explain that uh, they can't stop at a small town. There's no way to guarantee that the stuff isn't controlling it, but a big town might. Uh, but that's not where they go. They go to, like, this fucking militia compound uh, and meet Colonel Spears. Yeah, this this is the part of the movie that I don't like. I, I like the energy. Like, I like the, the direction that they're aiming this send-up of the military force. I don't like the execution. Mostly because I don't think Paul Sorvino is doing a particularly good job in this role. I think he's, like... I, I, I don't think he's, I don't even think he's, like, particularly bad at it. I just don't feel like he is, like, giving it the right, like, I, I don't know. I have a hard time putting it into words. Because this is, this entire thing, like, every, every other word out of his mouth is about, like, oh, those commie bastards. Oh, those, and, like, I, I love a, I, I love a satirization of the military who is too, who is too fucking obsessed with red scaring. This guy is kind of incompetent. This guy is kind of funny, but this guy is also, like, sometimes kind of competent. It's, like, it can't really figure out if it wants to go balls to the wall on making fun of the military here. Right, for, right. For, I, I think there would have been something really funny about, like, because uh, one of the things that, um, one of the things that Mo says to them is, like, yeah, you guys with your big guns, you can shoot whatever you want, but what are you going to do if something gets inside of you? You're going to shoot inside of you? And... I don't know. I think that could have been a funny. I think that could have been funny if one of the soldiers had stupidly tried shooting inside of them when, yeah. when they had gotten got by the stuff. Like it would have been a nice little, you know, right. set, up, set up payoff. But right. I just, I, I don't know. It just feels like a weird act. That the, it just feels like a weird thing. This movie shifts into for the third act that was not really there for the rest of it, and then it he it just kind of hangers on but uh we do also get the return of chocolate chip charlie for like five minutes before he gets obliterated by the stuff um sorry i'm i'm jumping all over the place yeah, we, we meet we meet the militia we meet uh mr paul sorvino aka uh colonel spears mm-hmm. uh and they're like all right this is what's happening out there uh you want to help us and colonel spears is like sure i guess yeah uh, he's yeah. He convinces them they're communists, so he agrees. Yes, uh, he does. Yeah, I, I do think it's kind of funny that that there's like this one good line, like when they're like assaulting the stuff factory, where it's like America's never lost a war, but what about <laughs> Vietnam? <laughs> that 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 is a good that is a good line. I I I, I do think that the. I, like I said, like I, I like the energy. I like that the way that this, like, I like the way that this critique of the military is slanted, like extremely jingoistic, extremely like this, extremely in the midst of like a uh, an anti-communist like fervor. Like, I, I I like the direction. I just don't think that it's like a completely realized thing. And it's just right. Kind of, what it feels like to me is that like uh who what was this what was the director it feels like Larry Cohen had like a spec script for like a short a comedy short about a military. Oh guy yeah, it, it does like... feel very weirdly comedy movie. Uh well like, the thing is that like this movie I mean, is yeah. a comedy movie. It's not yeah. it's not even that. It just uh, I I I just I I feel as though this was a different uh, uh, this 
the skeleton of the militia stuff belonged to a different movie before it was like slid into yeah. this one. Yeah. And I know I've been saying that a lot lately because I'm coming off of M. Night Shyamalan who did, who did do a lot of that, but I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they break into the stuff compound. Uh, they shoot like the guards and stuff. Uh, like, uh, Nicole and Jason get chased by more stuff. They, they decide to just leave it where it is. And, uh, they're going to go to a radio station to like warn everyone about the stuff. They take like a convoy of cabs. Yeah, the cab convoy. The cab convoy is pretty funny. I have yeah. to admit. Um. Could, yeah, they just like roll out of convoy cabs, and uh, the Colonel Spears calls them all together, uh, and is like, "Okay, round up, everybody, get get in line, round up." And then he's like, "Give your di- give, uh, your pay your drivers, tip them ten percent. Yeah, get a get a receipt." That was another line that made me laugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. They yeah. like storm this. They like storm this radio station. And I do truly love how the radio station is so often like a goal. We we love the radio station. We love the broadcasts that it can do. Mm-hmm. I a goal in horror movies, I should say, because I'm also thinking of like, well, Pontypool it was the setting and also the goal, but I'm also thinking of like, well, no, they live was like a TV station, wasn't it? I guess the radio station. I, I, I get I, what I you're saying, like telling everyone about the scary monster, uh, and all that. Like I'm thinking. Personally, I'm just thinking about how, about, like, gremlins, like, how, like, throughout the movie there's, like, this radio station that's getting attacked by gremlins. Uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie shows up at the radio station. Uh, Colonel Spears gets to be racist. Uh, yeah, he, he, this, this feels so out of left field in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I... I get the military man being racist. Like, I'm not saying that that's out of left field. I'm just saying like this, that I don't know. I don't think there's a fun, I don't think there's a funny way yeah, for them it's... to point for them to say, Hey, this guy hates black men. Isn't that hilarious? Like, I don't think there was like a funny way to do that. Right. But I also feel like they did not have to include that. Right. It just, it's not very good. And, it doesn't really matter because what actually because matters... Because what happens is Chocolate Chip Charlie fucking explodes into stuff like two seconds later. <laughs> yeah. It's horrifying. It's, it's like, it's this whole like, it's got this whole body horror prop version of him like turning into stuff. It's all, it's got like that whole phobia thing going on in his mouth. Oh yeah, trypophobia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it just like fills this like recording studio, uh... They have to like break out. It's they set it on fire, and they're like, and then they then they like do a broadcast to the world. It's like, hey everyone, uh, the stuff is bad. Uh, if you if your entire family is reliant on it, go to a hospital. It was in your house. Cook it, uh, and now we're gonna cut to a month later. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So this lady was is this nicole or someone else i think that's nicole i I, I did i didn't recognize her as nicole but like story wise if she wasn't nicole that would be very strange yeah she explains uh the 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 full-on stuff boycott work and god i wish that were me uh they're fucking they fucking set fire to it they're destroying factories it's a it's a God, I wish that were me sort of feel. Uh, and they zoom out of from this, like, epilogue bit. And we see it. It's being watched on TV by the ice cream guys from the start and Mo. Mo's now in, like, this detective, gumshoe detective getup. Uh, and the ice cream execs are like, good work, Mo. Now... Let me t- let us tell you about our new project. It's called the taste. The taste. It's only twelve percent stuff. It's totally safe to eat. It's just got the taste of the stuff. <laughs> and Mo's response is really good. This is a fucking great scene. Uh, he he like he has a gun. He brings in Jason, who has a black jacket to show that he's a punished boy, and they just. He has this whole crate, just like the last box of stuff, presumably in the world. They just force these ice cream execs to eat the all of the last of this box of stuff. It's it's very 
what's the word I'm looking for? Cathartic, I guess. And he's like, he's got a gun at them. I was going the other direction because I was going to say it's very feederism. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two roads two roads diverged in a narrow wood one of them led to catharsis the other led to a uh, feeding fetish yeah uh yeah <laughs> stuffification tf the stuffification <laughs> stuffification oh, that did happen to chocolate chip cookie ch- what what the fuck chocolate was chip name? charlie chocolate chip charlie uh, that, that's what happened to him. He got he was forcibly stuffificated. He was he was walking across college campus with a sweater, a backpack, and a and a uh, a uh, no. He was walking across campus with heels and a tan and blonde hair. And then he found a then he found a container of the stuff on the ground. And then he just turned into a girl with a gray sweater and a backpack and the stuff in her hands. Yeah. Uh. So they eat the whole thing. Uh, and we get this one last line from Mo. Is it, are you eating it or is it eating you? And I think this is like the tagline on the poster. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah. We hear some police sirens, they leave and we get one last scene of like what appears to be like some criminal's uh, who have collected some boxes of the stuff and are presumably going to sell it off somewhere. And also they take a bite, or they eat it. And that's the end. That's the Well, then th- there's also a post-credits thing of the girl looking at the camera saying, enough is never enough. Oh, I didn't... Oh, right. The version I watched didn't have the post credit scene. That's probably it. Uh, cool. Yeah. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. Uh, so on a scale of zero to five pint containers of the stuff, how many pint containers of the stuff are you going to give this movie? Uh, I I enjoyed this movie. I'll give it a four out of five pints. I I thought it. I, I th- feel like the the it kind of goes up. It kind of falls apart a bit in the third act, just because the military stuff feels really strangely yeah, out of place. I think that's the movie would have been fine without it. Um, it's like a three for me. Mm-hmm. Three, three and a half. Uh, that's what I got. All right. Uh, so we got questions. Yeah. This question from at Janos Kapavari, best-selling co-author of Heartspell, classic book. We love it. What's the good stuff? Hmm. The good stuff. I guess it's fat furry titties. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's probably that's it. <laughs> that is good stuff. It is the that's the good stuff. Sorry, sorry to Yanos <laughs> if you wanted a different answer. You, uh, you you shouldn't have asked the furries. Yeah, uh I Yeah, uh the good stuff is when you get stuffified. Uh 100% fully stuffatized and loving it. The next question is from Jasmine Marsh at Pidmon. How do you feel about Goosebumps' Monster Blood? Uh, I've never experienced that, but you mentioned you did, so why don't you talk about it? I, I am indifferent about, I, I did experience it, but it's been a long time. I am largely indifferent about it, as I am to most of the ghost, as I am to most of the Goosebumps properties, if I'm being honest. Though I do have a soft spot in my heart and forever will for that one time at Camp Jelly Jam, or whatever the fuck that one was called. Uh, Pidmon also asks, do you worry about the advertising of any particular brand? Uh, I mean, besides the obvious, anytime I see a new food stuff being advertised to me, I am still, I am a little like, oh, is this a monster blood situation? Like, uh, <laughs> pop, like, uh, pop chips. I remember like I, I went, when I first went to college back in 2012, uh, pop chips got really popular in, at least in my city. I don't know if it was like a worldwide, I don't know if it was like a nationwide yeah, thing or. I, I remember seeing some pop chips in the early 2010s. <laughs> But like I, I can't. It, they didn't make it up to where I was at school because we were up in the sticks. And uh, I get back and I'm like, everyone around me is eating these fucking pop chips. What the hell is this shit? And I was just, I was mildly concerned about the stuff happening to me there. Right. Uh, I would say I was worried about the stuff in the other way. The stuff is bad with like Poppy, that like fancy pr- prebiotic soda. 
Like, I'm like, is this going to, like, make me sick? I'm not sure about this one. A prebiotic soda? Yeah, Poppy. P-O-P-P-I. Oh, yeah, this stuff does... Uh, I hate the I hate the packaging on this shit. Yeah. This The packaging on this makes me want to fly into a blind rage the same way that, like, Patreon art style makes people want to get mad online. But that's that for questions, so I think we get to move into recommendations now. Dan, what would you like to recommend on this week's podcast of Fear Baiting? Oh, I know exactly what to recommend. Uh, I highly enjoy... Uh, the BB Gun Show. Uh, it's a, uh, it's it's these uh Twitch streams done by uh, Re aka Akari and her partner Cutispear. Uh, they're very fun little streams. They're like ev- they do them every couple days. Uh, lately they've been playing uh, Evil Genius Two. I think they were playing System Shock Two. They've been doing uh fan missions for Thief Two. Uh, they've got fun commentary. I highly recommend it. They're really fun. It's like twelve. It's like a dozen people, very small scale streams. Uh, you can follow them at uh, let's see at BB Gun Show, I think, on Twitter. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, My recommendation this week is going to be a new anime out this season. You know it. I'm not doing a fucking podcast bait and switch again this time. Uh, I have been watching Zombieland Saga with girlfriend of the show, Sophie. Uh, and we're on the second season. I watched the first season back when it first came out. And that show is fucking good as hell. The second episode of the first season, the second episode of the second season was all about my, one of the fate, my, what my favorite, uh, member of the group. And also she was doing radio, which has a very special place in my heart. And I was just really, really, uh, endeared by the second. And the, the OP is great. Uh, I, it's very funny. They like have gotten a real step up in animation over the, from the, from the first season of this. I'm just really excited to watch more episodes. It's just a really fucking good show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, so, I've never watched it, but I really want to at some point. Uh, uh, is there anything else? Uh, yeah, now we're going into, uh, now we're going to do, well, now is the part of the show when I thank you, Dan, for coming on this podcast, because it was an absolute delight to have you. Yeah. It really was. Uh, thank you for letting me be on. And I'm also going to use this now to ask you if you would like to plug any of your shit. Oh, yeah. So, I'm at a lot of places. You can find all those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. From there, you can find my Twitter at biggerchallenge. You can find the other... You can find the podcasts I do, which are Pot of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast... Uh, we are at the tail end of season one of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. We will be starting the next season in May. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I don't know everything about GX, but I know it's fucking wild. And this first season was wild, and I can only imagine it's going to go up from here. Uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. Uh, there's a... Yeah, tongue stuck. Uh, we are actually going to be recording later tonight. Uh, we are... Uh, this recording will be about the Sonic and Knuckles half of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Uh, it's... I'm looking forward to it. If you listen to any episode... Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah. And Knuckles. Uh, uh, you can... I, if you listen to any episodes, my big recommendations are the Sonic, the Sonic Bible episode and, uh, the bonus episode where we talked about Sonic.exe, which Sarah was on. Uh, I was on, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, and last but, or, yeah, and you can listen to Stranger's Fiction, an actual play podcast focused on one-shots. Uh, we are in the process of uploading a interstitial AP we've been working on for the past year. Uh, I play the role of Yakuza series protagonist Kazuma Kiryu. Uh, interstitial, if you don't know, is like a Kingdom Hearts-style RPG. Like, it's literally, you get to play as your favorite fictional characters or OCs. It's great. 
And last but not least, you can visit at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And uh, there's uh, two that went up today, uh, this recording. Uh, Happy Earth Day, Xbox, and Happy Richard Nixon Death Day, Xbox. Happy Earth Day and Happy Richard Nixon Death Day, Xbox. All right. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, if you want to find us, we are on Twitter at Fear Baiting. We are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Fear Baiting. Five bucks a month, get your name right. Nope. $1 a month gets you access to the episodes when we get them up early. Uh, five bucks a month, get your name right of the podcast and a uh, message you can send in. Ten bucks a month, all that, plus you can make us watch a movie. Uh, plus you can make us watch a movie of your choice. Thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran. Hmm. Kit Spindler, Michael Kaiser, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so very much. If you would like to listen to more of me, you can find some of my other podcasts on the wonderfulnoisepace.xyz network, such as The Wonder Yerks, which I do with friends of the pod, Blair, my regular editor, and Seda, who did the music for this podcast. Find their music uh, under People You Meet Outside of Bars. Head to gaygothvibes.online for that. You can also listen to me on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast that I do with a bunch of my friends, and Special Grade Snacks, the Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast that I did with my very good friend Kay. We finished the first season a couple of weeks ago, and we're off for the time being. It's but it, thir- Hey, 13 episodes of podcast. Pretty good show, if you ask me. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm on I'm Sun I'm at Sunhatjania. Twitter uh, H Oh my god, I just almost gave you the fucking HTTP for my fucking Twitter page. At S U N H A T Z H E N Y A. I believe that is everything. So until next time, uh, I'm Sarah. And I'm Dan. And remember You can find a fucked up guy anywhere. You can find a fucked up guy anywhere, that's true. Good night, everyone. Good night.